Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Sloby. With me, of course, my good friend Aaron Ronan. Hello. My good friend Polahoko. Hello. My good friend Jim. Hey everybody. My good friend Devious Vacuum. What's up, gamers? <laughs> What's up? Uh, damn it, my good friend Turbo C. Not much. What's up with you? I was considering I have a second can of seltzer here, opening it just for, but I too late now. Whatever. Look, <gasps> Steins Gate. Well, before before we begin, hmm? there's something I want hmm. to share with you. Hmm. So, despite what the game might make you think, uh, Dr. Pepper is a really minor drink in Japan. You really have to go hmm. look for it to find it. We're gonna lose oh. our sponsorship. Yeah, my my local supermarket doesn't carry it, and none of the convenience stores I go to carry it. So you really have to know where to look. But this being Japan, um, I also I, I have a ten minute walk from the train station to my apartment every day, and in this um, ten minute walk I go past approximately fifteen drink machines because this is Japan. Mm -hmm. And something caught my eye, and and I saw one of them um, sells uh, cans of Dr Pepper, so I got one. And mm -hmm. here's another thing about me. I really don't like carbonated drinks. So I've never oh, no. had Dr. Pepper in my life. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you going to tell us that you drank a Dr. Pepper just because of this podcast? No. I'm, I'm telling you that I'm going to drink one right now because of this Oh, my podcast. God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's happening. All right, but let's... Re let Let's rewind a second. Polo, you're, uh, you're acting like this is the most... Yeah. <laughs> we, we baked cakes. <laughs> yeah, but cakes are good. Dr. Pepper isn't. Oh my god, welcome to our Dr. Pepper review podcast. Yeah, I, I have I have the can of Dr. Pepper here. It's a, it's a really fancy can. They have like a 50s American theme on it. Uh, like a neon woman in a neon car. Oh my god. And I also have a, a bottle of water in case it, this is really disgusting. Alright, what are your <laughs> expectations? What what are you imagining that it tastes like based on the packaging? I, I heard it, 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 it tastes like medicine. Um, I don't want to spoil it for that. you, but I can tell you, I can tell you why there's not a lot of Dr. Pepper in Japan. CERN. CERN? CERN. <laughs> CERN's trying to erase Dr. Pepper from the timeline. Yeah, this is exact. Yeah, there's plenty in, in the current timeline that John Titer <laughs> deviated from, but. And in our universe, the S in CERN stands for soda. Or, and as soon as you drink that Dr. Pepper, our world line. Our world line's gonna deviate. Yeah, okay, I'm going to open it now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Wow. I can't wait. That's some good Foley work right there. Listen to that. That sounds delicious. Our very own test subject. Oh my god. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, it's really sweet. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's mm. like kind of a cherry taste. Yeah, mm. a little bit. Doesn't take taste like a doctor at all. It's okay, I, I, I can drink this. Oh my god! I, I, I can drink this, it's oh, okay. Oh, happy ending! Yeah. It's not that carbonated, actually. Yeah, I should have a doc- I haven't had Dr. Pepper in years, but... I never li I never liked it when I was a kid, so... Oh, I love Dr. Pepper. It's it's, mm. a, it's like a it's like a slightly spicy cherry. Should, should we just start a separate podcast for soda talk? Yeah. Yeah, we really should. We're, you know, soda Sundays. We could call it Thirsty Thursday. I put a photo in, on our chat. That's that's a really cool looking Dr Pepper. It's like the world's lightest version of Jackass. It's like audio only, <laughs> and you're doing things like drinking Dr Pepper. Oh, I like that packaging though. Hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's. All right. Come on, let's 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 focus. The intellectuals drink Dr Pepper. I'm Warren Ronan, and welcome to Popcast. 
<laughs> now, Orin, you have to give that soda a rating. Mm-hmm. So like a B plus. Right, listen. Let him, let him think about it. A three, I guess. I don't drink that much soda. <laughs> Boy, out of what? Out of what? Yeah. Well, don't explain the scale. That's the no, 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 no scale. Yeah. No scale. It's, <laughs> a, it's a three. What? It's a three. Nope. No, it's oh, just okay. a three. Yeah. That makes That's sense. That's a very okay. scientific. <laughs> Doctor three. The logarithmic scale. Uh, a Doctor three for Doctor P. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Listen, listen, listen. I'm too close to this microphone. I'm clipping everywhere. What What is going on? Uh, what ha- what happened? Last time, we left off at a cliffhanger. Luca wished to be cisgender, and we the world line changed. And did it happen? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Was she even there when we ended? Yeah, she's still there. She's there. Yeah, because Rintaro wouldn't have had his same panic. Or would have had right. his same panic. And he looks at her chest and is like, there's no boobs there, so I can't tell if she experienced girl puberty or not. I mean, Q- QED. Yeah, she looks exactly the same, she sounds exactly the same, and she's still there, so... I I can't believe, like, how much worse the experiments have gotten in their verifiability. Like, it was really... <laughs> I thought the lottery thing was so smart, because it is, like... You could it could only you could only know that number if you'd been to the future, and then there's all this like now all these things that are tough to verify, and no one else remembers them, so it's only Grintaro and and everybody's uh, wish is a secret. Like everybody's like, oh, I yeah. want to do this, but I don't want to tell you about it. Like what? Well, okay, I guess we'll just cross that bridge when we get to it. And every everyone just backs that up. We're like, oh, let's test our 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 time travel thing. Okay, but let's make it private. And they're like, okay, sure. <laughs> Only yeah. the only the crazy person in this group is not okay with that. And even when it stuff does happen, the only one who can verify it is one person, so no one ever believes him. Yeah. Y- yeah. So that's yeah. So anyway, um, so we don't know we don't know if it worked. What else happened? Silly. Uh, and then it, we just immediately leave. Like uh, Rintaro and Daru go to eat at the maid cafe. Um, That's right. And start loudly talking about the time machine, and of course, Ferris overhears uh, them talking about it, and Daru is just immediately like, yeah, we made a machine that sends text messages to the past, and they, like, even Rintaro is now kind of, like, down on it, like, he's not, like, putting up this facade of, like, oh, I'm gonna take over the world, he's just like, well, it's not as impressive as you're imagining, like, it doesn't send objects, it just sends messages, and it can only be 36 bytes, so he's definitely, like, backing down in terms of how he's this talking sucks. about it. Yeah, which is really interesting. And um, so I'm very excited because it seems like Ferris is going to join the lab and she's interested in this time machine and wants to... You're very excited about that? I don't know. I love Ferris! I I don't know. I'm anti-Ferris. Really? Ferris is my favorite girl for, for Rintaro specifically. I don't mind her, like, as in her personality and stuff like that, except I I really don't like cat girl stuff. Can't relate. You know, like, then, yeah? Yeah. No. I, 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 I can't relate, and I feel like there's a huge population of guys out there who are really into cat girls, and I just can't understand it for the life of me. Ferris's cat ears also, like, they don't look like... They look like antennas, almost. They're just, like, really huge. Yeah, they're really They're big. rabbit-esque. Yeah. They're yeah. like horns almost. It's great. I love Ferris. <laughs> yeah, that fits. <laughs> they kind of look like her ponytails got an infection, and so they put cones on them so they couldn't bite the <laughs> bite their butts. You know, like you would do with a dog. Like they're just cupping her ponytails. It's weird. 
I love that Ferris, like, never breaks kayfabe. I just... It's just so good. It's so good that she just is constantly outdoing Rintaro at his own bullshit. Yeah, and she uses it. Like, she knows exactly what she's doing when she doesn't break. Yeah. God. Anyway. Um, so, then we leave uh, the, the cafe. Um, and Rintaro comes back to the lab, and Mayuri's there. And she talks again about being his hostage. Um, which I guess it's like, well, we didn't really talk about this that much. It's like the title that she kind of has, like, from when they were children and, and he was still playing this game where he's like, I'm a mad scientist and, like, you're my hostage. Um, and that's, like, what he calls their friendship, I guess? No, I don't, I don't think that's how it's presented. It was like when he started the lab, he was alone and then she showed up and said she was his hostage and yeah. kept in company. Yeah. And that was, like, a couple of weeks before they got Daru to join. Mm. And he doesn't know what it's all about. So. Huh. But she keeps saying she's his hostage. Okay, so it's not part of the story. Since they're, tra- since they're old friends, I thought, oh, well, is this, like, just part of the story? Um, but he... It's talking to her, and he decides that uh, he's going to take her out to eat. Um, he, he feels, like, overcome, like he needs to do something nice for her. And um, it's, like, he's he's very much, like, acknowledging and realizing how much she has supported him all this time and what a good friend she is to him and all that stuff um, and how patient she is with him. It's kind of out of left field, honestly. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, Rintaro's like, little moments of maturity where he, like, something hits him and he acts on it like that. I, I don't know, it feels very, like, appropriate for his character and, like, the age that he is as well, where he, like, has flashes of maturity, but he's not there yet all the time. Yeah, and it's also it, it, you feel with the character that you can't tell where the lines are drawn between immaturity, maturity, and like psychological damage because of yeah. what's going on in his life. Like if like everything that we're like if the story can be believed on its own merits, like he's this is tough stuff to deal with. Time travel and knowing between timelines where everyone else doesn't is tough to to, to reconcile for like a young person of any you know no, no matter what's going on. And he hasn't really he hasn't really sat down and reflected on it. He just like gets upset and then goes back to normal. So he hasn't really processed any of it and he doesn't have time to process it because he keeps wanting to do more experiments. So I don't know. I feel like he's like on the cusp of of being like of like dissociating like where, you know, like none of these people are real because they don't remember anything. I'm the only one that is real and remembers. But I don't know. I don't know how bad it'll get. So they start talking about, um, back in the lab, then with, with all the other characters in the lab, um, they start talking about, like, how do text messages get where they're supposed to get if they can't set the destination on the phone? Why aren't their texts just out in space somewhere? They kind of talk more about that. They still don't know what's functioning as the lifter in the microwave. Um, so at some point somebody says, I wonder how much data is in the human body, which is hilarious. <laughs> and, um, there's like information theory. Information is another form of matter or like form of th- a thing that there is like matter, energy and information. So I've got kind of a theory on like, they mentioned the whole movement in space thing. I think that that's why the phone wave only works at, at, in a certain time period. Like, there must be some sort of confluence of the rotation of the Earth around the sun and on its axis to where the 
phone, the text will still be in kind of the local area. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can dig that. Yeah, I can dig that. There's something going on with. Um, I don't know if it's rotation of the Earth or what, but there's something. There's something happening in that time frame where the microwave is drawing something. You know what I mean? Like something is happening in that time frame to the phone wave where it's now it's now able to I don't know get more electrons to the whatever its lifter is or what have you. Oh wait, no, yeah, there's a hole in that theory because during certain time periods it just doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, because but that's the thing; it doesn't have enough energy to uh, get to the next like quanta or make its leap possibly. Which, by the way, I only have that theory because that's the thing I researched, and it has no bearing from the game itself. But still, <laughs> you know. Uh, and but they they don't like really they they don't really make any progress on this. Um, I'll be interested no. to see when it's when they finally if it's like if it's answered or if it's just like left ambiguous because it's too hard to explain. I feel like it must be addressed to some level. It's like a Chekhov's gun thing. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're not going to explain it, why even bring it up? Mm-hmm. Um, un- or, I mean, unless you made it like a like an eighty-eight miles an hour thing, right? Where it's just like it sounds cool or whatever, but it does seem like it seems like they're making adding some mystery around it, where it's like important to them to know why, like you have to wait a day before you can send a mail. It's even like you know what I mean? Like they, it's like sometimes he'll get an idea, like Rintaro will get an idea, and it's like you can't act on it, so they have to wait until. And then Daru talks about how he is still messing around in CERN's emails. Um, and I think he's, like, spoofing emails to reserve them time on the Large Hadron Collider for no reason. And, like, everyone's like, what? Like, this is so dangerous. Like, why is Daru sending fake emails to s- around CERN, like, for shits and giggles? Like, that's ins- that's- I- what? And, like, nobody reacts to this as, like, as terrifying as it actually is and, like, completely reckless and irresponsible. Everyone's just like, oh, Daru, and then that's it. You mean, like, that they'll get caught? Yeah. That's a real thing, though. But they don't, they're not afraid of getting caught or anything. Like, they, uh, like, I don't know. The whole thing is just really suspicious, and because they don't focus on it very much, it makes me feel like it's even more suspicious that something is going to happen because he was irresponsible and nobody paid attention. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. No, that that I get you. Yeah. No, I mean, but, like, you know, some some of those, some, like, hacker people really are kind of like that, where they'll just, like, call and, like, like impersonate people. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, yeah, for sure, and he's 19, so, like, I get it. But nobody is reacting, yeah. like, hey, idiot, don't do this. Like, that's that's bad. Like, I, get, I totally get why he's doing it, because he's fucking Channer hacker in... <laughs> I mean... Mm-hmm. Rintara kind of does, but then, then he just believes him when he said that he took precautions and nothing would happen. Yeah, like, as if he could know. But yeah. maybe that's just us, like, projecting as adults who know things about software and hacking, like, how dangerous it is, you know? Um, what's next? Um, oh, and then finally, um, Rintaro talks about the IBN 5100, and he's like, hey, Daru, have you gotten around to hacking the emails with the computer? And he's like, yeah, we need that, right? And he's like, what? No, I'm, we have it. And he's like, what are you talking about? And uh, mm-hmm. Rintaro runs over finally and looks and it's gone. She did it. Moika took the computer or whatever. I don't know. Whatever Moika changed or whatever Luca changed, they don't have the computer. Now, now DVAC. Dvac, wait a second. Let's not be hasty. We don't know that Mocha took the computer. <laughs> Why would a lab member? 
ever steal from the lab. <laughs> and then Rintaro is like, oh, it must be Moeka. And then immediately is like, no, it can't be Moeka. It must be John Titer. Oh, yeah. Damn, you figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Moeka, or uh, the red herring. This is a weird sequence. Like It is. He's already, like, they've already discussed how difficult it is to verify any of this stuff. So, like, he doesn't know what changes are happening in the past. He doesn't understand that things are getting, you know, like, impacted. And, like, immediately he should be, like, like they've already done a bunch of experiments, and they already know what the butterfly effect is. They should, uh, like, this should be obvious that, like, oh, a whole bunch of stuff could have changed, and we just might not have picked up on it. But he doesn't mm -hmm. connect the dots for some reason. And so he asks Luca, did we, did we even go by, he starts to like break things down and is like, Luca, did we even come by and get the computer? And Luca's like, no. And so they go uh, and talk to Luca's dad. Luca's dad says he remembers the computer being donated to the shrine. So it still was donated. Um, but he can't, he goes to look for it and can't find it. And he also never gave it to us, which at this point I was like, oh, cause Moika stole it. Yeah, Luca also acts kind of strange when he calls her. He asks about yeah, computer, yeah, and then mm -hmm. she, she kind of stammers and doesn't know what to say. She hesitates for every answer. She's mm. either she either stammers or there's like a there's either like or you know like an ellipse before she says anything. Isn't mm. that kind of for everything though? It it was especially ob obvious in this case, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, we then head to the train station and see Moeka. Well, first we call Ferris, because now Ferris is going to help us track down the, the 5100. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, the price for that is you got to come over to my apartment. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So, because we were calling her to verify, okay, well, did she even donate it? You donated it, right? And she was like, yeah, we yeah. did. Um, and then we try to get her help to find it. Yeah, because she's got all these contacts around the neighborhood. And yeah. So that yeah. So Rintaro, Daru, and Mayuri. Yeah. So he heads to her apartment, and then yeah, Daru and Mayuri follow, follow him, which I think is a very bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Daru. I mean, he's he's not going to turn down the opportunity to get into Ferris's apartment where she nope. lives. <laughs> so, um, so at the train station, yeah, Rintaro sees Moeka, like, and she's like on the ground sad, like, kneeling down, crying that the IBM 5100 is gone. And she's like, the computer! Um, and she's saying the FB said it should be here. And, um, it doesn't seem that Moeka stole the computer, or if she did, then Luca's text changed the past and took it back from her. <laughs> yeah, because the other thing that happened is that now Daru and Mayuri know her again. Yes, and they know who she is. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So another thing, so something happened when Lucas sent her text. Right. So what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is that when Moka sent her text, that was for the purpose of stealing the IBN and just getting the hell out. That's why nobody knows her. And then with um, Lucas' text, that changed it so that I don't know, it's somewhere else, or maybe Lucas hiding it. But that's why Moika knows everybody now, because she went back to the lab to try to find it. Yeah, that's, that's my theory as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, like, whatever she sent, the thing about the upgrading your phone, I think is what it was, but whatever it was that tipped her off to steal it, she got, she's, in this timeline, she got that message, but it what didn't mean anything. She couldn't do anything yeah. with it, because it was already gone. 
Uh, oh, right. Okay, yeah. I wonder if FB is future buddy. <laughs> That's the code that the time travelers use, future buddy. Future use, buddy. Use the future buddy system. <laughs> no one will ever figure it out. Well, yeah. Wait, so, well, in the thing is that in this time... I'm sorry, I stepped away for a bit, so I might be catching up a little. Um, in the time period now that we're talking about, too, Moika misses out on the IBM 5100, but still has reason... Well, I don't know. It's tricky, right? She wouldn't have a reason to go to... She only went to the lab, I think, because... Rintaro told her there was an IBM 5100, right? And that's yeah. how she met everybody? Yeah. He mentioned the 5100 to her before they had the 5100. So she was already interested in him before oh, that. She wanted to meet Daru, the, the super hacker. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So they're, okay. So it's still possible that in this timeline where she missed out on the 5100, that maybe she would have met them or talked to them for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She still yeah. would have okay. met them. Got yeah. it. But she, yeah, she yeah, never yeah. got, she never found it. She, and she went right. before they, figured it out as well and then so she was like the first and then it wasn't there yeah so this basically this message to luca's mother the only way i i mean must have affected it being at the shrine or being retained at the shrine mm-hmm. somehow like in some yeah. way we don't know that so it was at the shrine yeah. at one point because luca's father remembered that uh, it got donated but mm-hmm. then it disappeared somehow and luca probably right. had something to do with it because she was stammering on the phone and mm-hmm. maybe maybe luca's mom just just like you know, she was way into health food. Now she's just like was doing a spring cleaning. She was like, I "Get rid of all this junk, Luca. Let help me, help me get throw all this out." It said, "Eat veg, not computer." Okay, so we got to get rid of this. <laughs> so we should have said, "Keep IBM for healthy." Baby. <laughs> I wish I I wish we knew like what Luca's mom was like is like. You know, like if there was any change in her personality, because we don't know, because Luca's mom is just like this idea out there. So who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe she died in one timeline, but because she ate so many veggies, she survived longer in this timeline. This is, well, I mean, I I guess guess. we can, (laughs) before we, before we get to that, I mean, can we talk about what did change as of uh, Luca's email? We don't know yet. Uh, no, we, first we gotta talk to Ferris. We don't. We, oh, yeah, yeah. We don't know that. Man, let's talk about Ferris. Ferris lives in a high-rise apartment at the top floor, and uh, oh, and Mayuri tells us her real name, and her real name is Akiha, as in Akihabara. Um, Rumiha. Yeah, because uh, because name. Ferris's father. Her family are they're the ancestral they're land the owners. Yeah, so Akihabara is built on their their land, like their land that their ancestors lived on. Yeah, which is complete bullshit, by the way. This is no relation to real life at all. I, I <laughs> there is no Akihabara but... family. Yeah. Well, the times in in well in our timeline. But yeah. I mean, basically, they're they're real. They're in real estate, right? Like they're they're developers. They. Uh, that's that's the whole idea. Um, and they're extremely rich. Ferris said she was been on like the board of developers since she was really little, and was pretty much the reason like all the anime and moe stuff came to <laughs> Akiba. Yeah, in my notes I wrote Ferris is the soul of Akihabara. Moe was her idea. <laughs> it's yeah. fucked up. And and this this checks out kind of because this is the really re- the time period when Akihabara became turned from like. 
many electronics to more anime and more stuff in real life. I like the way that this is framed because she explains it like she pitched it to like board members or whatever. And I'm just like imagining this like Moe cat girl maid in the boardroom trying to explain like Moe. To, yeah, trying to explain Moe to a bunch of like board members. <laughs> I don't know. But she's also like a multimillionaire. I, they don't go into details about it, which is part of the humor, I think. Um, I want to see that PowerPoint. So they, they go to her apartment and, and she has her cat on. Mm-hmm. Like, even when she's not working. Right. Or she's wearing a, a, a normal outfit otherwise. She's always on. Just not with the maid outfit. I love Ferris. <laughs> yeah, she speaks with Dean yeah, the end and acts like she's called Ferris. Yeah, she doesn't want to go by her name. She doesn't want to, like... She's like, I want to be... Uh, like, she's like, kind of... It's kind of like a, like, I want to be out there as, like, my cat girl self and, like, live among the common people kind of, like, Princess Jasmine kind of situation. I don't know. Yeah, she, she doesn't want people to know she's rich and look at her differently because of that. And I think that's interesting because it kind of explains why she accepts um, Rintaro's act. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of similar. Oh, totally. So, so she, 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 she may see herself in him, too, in how he acts. In my notes I wrote in all caps, Rintaro and Daru affirm Ferris's identity as a cat girl. <laughs> They're like, no, you, you be, we'll call you the name you want to be called. Like, that's, you can act this way in front of us. It's no big deal. Which is like, there's so much, like, radical acceptance of, like, nerds in this in this game that I really appreciate. It's like such a, it's such a thing. Um, and, uh, they're, they're very sweet about it. Um, and I don't know, they're just, like, blown away. Like, Ferris has a butler. The butler lets them in. Um, she talks a little bit, when she talks a little bit about her family, it seems like she is, uh, doesn't have a great relationship with her father. Um, and she, the price for her information is to let her send a text message with the phone wave, and she wants to send an email to her father ten years ago. Um, but she doesn't want to tell us what she's going to send. Of course not. Mm-hmm. No one, no one ever, ever wants to have fun and talk about things. It's ridiculous. They shouldn't let anyone use it without saying what they're going to say, but then everybody is like, oh no, it's fine. You know what, too? They shouldn't let everybody use it. Kind of period. Like, it's a fucking time machine. (laughs) You know, like, like, don't just let everyone use it. It's like that Simpsons when Homer gives up and just starts killing all the things (laughs) in the past. (laughs) But... (laughs) I mean, I'm waiting for the tragedy to happen. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and they're going to let just whoever used the time machine and they're gonna wind up in some sort of fucked up hellscape timeline and be like oh I probably shouldn't just let anyone use the time machine for whatever right now but that's the problem right it's like cause even uh uh, not to get ahead uh, I won't get ahead of it but I'm just saying like they have no fucking idea what's being changed right now you know yeah it's not it's not like Biff stole the time machine they just gave it to him right go ahead buddy (laughs) And the phone wave can be used remotely, so uh, they're like, oh, we can finally use the remote function and do it right now! And uh, Rintaro calls Chris, and, yeah, and she's this is a great like, sequence. she won't... <laughs> they, this is a 
funny little sequence. It's like, hey, it's me. And she just immediately hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> she says, oh, is that you? I thought it was someone else. <laughs> and then she won't do anything until he says, hello, it's me, Okabe Rintaro. Could you please use the phone wave? <laughs> and, um... Everybody's on board with the secret message. It's, I can't believe this. Uh, even Krisu doesn't ask what we're sending. Um, this is just, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, Rintaro is saying, like, internally, he's like, oh, I want more data. Like, I want more experiments to see how, if we can change the past and why only I remember it. Um, but it's definitely reckless, uh, especially not to even say what the secret message is. I don't know why everybody has such a hard time admitting what their secret messages are. I mean, I know it's personal, but, like, you can't admit it to even one person. I didn't... Well, I, by the way, I didn't... I didn't read... Maybe I had missed this, that Chris was, like, cool with this, like, not knowing what it was. I kind of figured she assumed Rintaro, like, knew what it was. Yeah. And was like, all right, I'm, I'm prepping the time machine, you do that. You know what I mean? She shouldn't have assumed that. <laughs> Chris and the rest, they haven't actually saw anything happen yet. I mean... Only Rintaro remembers the past, so... Oh, that's that's fair, oh, too. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's From right. their perspective, like, they tried several times and nothing happened. Hmm, yeah. Oh, my God. Which also, you'd feel like they'd have given up by now. Uh, although, I guess maybe minor things happen, because I think they do remember if slight differences change. Well, so she does know that things have happened, or at least has an inkling that things have happened, because when we um first state that, you know, we... You know, when Rintaro says that he thought we had the uh, IBM 5100, she asks, okay, from your perspective, when did we last have this? Yeah, and, and to be fair, she's seen evidence of the emails themselves. Yeah. Like, having arrived and things like that. So that, yeah. Because if nothing changes, you still see the email that you didn't see five minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. So at any rate, yeah, like, I, 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 I can, I'm okay with her part of this. I'm, But Rintaro, like, just being like, yeah, send whatever is just... Okay, whatever. I also like this little exchange because apparently they're going to have the uh, microwave one for uh, 8,600 seconds. Uh, and Mayuri's just like, oh, do we have to wait that long? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, time does change again. We see the we see the yep. Titer's device, or, or assuming Titer's device. It goes down to point four. It's going down. 409,420. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> in this timeline 409 is the weed number i'm sorry what oh my god uh, <laughs> uh it went down from like uh 0.46 right Por yeah 456 456903 yeah it got closer to zero yep it keeps going down so cern's winning and so the timeline shifts and what do we see they're still in her apartment and everyone's still there but um we don't remember what happened, and Ferris is teaching Mayuri and Daru to play Rynet. And she mentions that she's going to be in a Rynet tournament, which specifically she was not doing before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least not any official tournaments. Right. Yeah, she's a pro Rynet player, and also, her dad's here, and she seems to have a close relationship with her father in this timeline. And he actually shows up and has a sprite. And a voice. And he's like, oh, Ferris, we're going to go have dinner together. Yep. Yeah, and she's like, oh, sorry, guys, I got to go. I'm going to go spend time with my dad, who I love. And she seems really happy. 
Yeah, and like uh, right away, I mean, uh, like even before the the message was sent, my first thought was, "Oh, her dad died, and she's sending a message to stop him from dying." <gasps> oh. That was my immediate thought, that he died. That's, that's why she's so influential, because she took over the family fortunes yeah. 10 years ago. That's good. Like, he, he definitely, like, got on a train that, you know, was in an you know, accident or, you know, was killed by something, and, he, and she sent a message to make him not do that. I think she could tell them that, though. That's, but, but well, yes. They might not have let her do, do it. Yeah, that's fair, big. yeah. It's too big. Because that is a bit of a drastic change, yeah. Yeah, that that end like if she's like how how bought in is she? Maybe she's just like I'm gonna take this shot to try and save my dead dad, but you know I don't want to talk about it if it's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all. That's fair. Yeah, it's funny too because yeah, because she's in there. I was like, you have a time machine. All right, you know what the yeah yeah okay. I can I'm totally on board with this theory. Yep, yeah. you've won the podcast. <laughs> wow, this episode. So, but. The the time uh, affecting the, the 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 effects of changing the timeline are still immediately obvious to Rintaro because if nothing else, when they leave the building, they walk out into Akihabara and it's all electronic stores. There is no moe in Akihabara. Also, I love all their fake electronics uh, brand names like <laughs> Somvi. I think none of them are fake. I think they're all real stars. Oh, really? Yeah. But... <laughs> they're not stars with one letter changed? <laughs> I'm, I I think they're actual real stars. I thought there was, like, to Tobiba instead of Toshiba or something like that. The the, the most stars are definitely real. They didn't change them at all. I would talk about um, Toda Noana and Gamers. These are real stars in Akihabara. I actually recognized a couple of those. I love the idea of a store that's oh. just called Gamers. Yeah. I went there. Oh, yeah, and it's not it's it's not really about video games. It's all like anime goods. It's a chain. There are several several of them. Oh, I love it. What's up gamers? <laughs> How about T T two one Minami? Is that is that a real electronic store that replaced it? Oh I didn't replace me. I think it, it was an electronic store, it was in Akiabra before things turned into the anime moe style. Until Ferris had her way. So I have a question. Uh, is there any truth to this? Did Akihabara used to be like a big electronics place before it became Moe place? Oh, definitely, and it, it still is. It's just that right now it's like 50% electronics and 50% anime and Moe. It, it used to be just the electric town, just the place you, you went to go buy electronics. So here's the thing. Faris's father, now that he survived, stopped Moe in Akihabara. Correct. Which means that I am Faris's father. Because <laughs> I would have done that. No, but, uh, she, sa she saved all of us, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And th this aspect of the story actually checks out because it was like a deliberate attempt by, like, shop owners and, and the, the committees, like, that um, manage the area to bring more more and anime into Akihabara and, and attract that crowd. And that really huh. happened during the 90s and tw and 2000. Wow. Wow. Fucked up. It's fucked up and true, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up and true. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I, I wish we could make that the, t the title of the episode. <laughs> Just what? <laughs> what? What I found little fun is that one change that happened is that there are more foreigners around. 
uh, yeah. her entire, entire notice of that. In, in real life, actually, the anime like, brought the foreigners into a cabra. <laughs> yeah, I would. Oh, yeah. So everything, everything's electronic stores. There are no anime stores. They have to go to another place to get uh, anime or manga or whatever um, Mayuri wants. And uh, the maid cafe is just a regular cafe, so... Uh, and Mayuri just works at a regular cafe. Yeah, she's not a cat maid. And uh, in this world line, uh, Mayuri and Daru explain to Rintaro that they met Ferris at a Rhinet tournament, where uh, Daru was in the tournament and had to suddenly drop out, and in a wacky sequence of events, Rintaro and Mayuri ended up uh, facing off against Ferris, who beat them, but then afterwards they became friends, and she was showing them how to play. <laughs> suddenly, Rintaro gets an email. Yes, he does. Uh, you're being watched, and it's from P A T G H Q W S K M at nine six P B B. Sure. I don't think those mean anything, but that's who he gets from. And the attachment is just a picture of gelatin, red gelatin. It's a picture of yeah. red gelatin. Is that a jelly? Like a jelly man? Like a is that a reference to the Jellyman? I think it is. It's, it's somebody who definitely knows, yeah. That's a hell of a threat, though. Because, I mean, it's silly, but I kind of take it to mean, like, we'll, tell, we'll, we'll send you through time right now, if you like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not just we'll kill you. We're pretty much going to erase you. And, well, we'll turn and turn you to Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. He freaks out, of course, and runs back to the lab. This is, this shit's getting real. And at the same time, they're like going around all their friends and being like, hey, you want to change time? So it's, it's definitely going off the rails. Uh, it kind of freaks out and then he can't, can't handle it and just decides to ignore it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting that this character who like makes up a fantasy world that he lives in gets confronted with that fantasy world, like kind of being true. And it, like, doesn't know how to handle it, because he just liked it when it was a fantasy and made up. Like, he wanted it so bad, he wanted so badly to be part of a real conspiracy, and then he actually didn't. He, he liked just making it up. And, uh, so, so when he gets back to the lab, uh, Luca is w there with Mayuri, and, uh, they're talking about cosplay, um, she's getting into cosplay, uh, and Rintaro's inner monologue comments that it seemed like she always wanted to, but was too shy. Um, so she's not, she's, she's coming out of, of her shyness and wants to cosplay more. Um, suddenly everyone gets mad at Rintaro for calling Luca a boy, but like, for real this time. Should we, uh, should we warn people about what's going on in this scene maybe if you want to skip ahead a little yeah so uh so this this part uh involves sexual assault essentially um this is a very awkward scene yeah um so skip i i guess i can record skip ahead to if you want to jump past that and we'll talk about relevant plot stuff regardless but in this particular scene um uh, yeah. Rintaro so, tries yeah, to ver verify his claims, basically. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody's like, Rintaro, that's really mean. What's the matter with you? Stop that. He's like, no, no, no. Luca's a man. And then, ugh! He's like, ugh, fine here. And he goes to grab for, um, 
the game puts it, uh, a package, you know, mm-hmm. but realizes there is nothing there and gropes around for a while and he's like, oh my god, wait a minute, you know. And the audio is rough in the sequence because, like, Luke is weeping. Luke is legitimately reacting to being assaulted. Like, this is not, like, a wacky anime scene. Like, Rintaro's being wacky and everyone else is being, uh, real. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Rintaro does act real, like, once... Like, once this has hit him, kind of, what's going on, what he's done, essentially. Well, he gets hit. (laughs) It hits him literally... Because Kirisu <laughs> takes a, a big-ass textbook and smacks him in the head while he's doing it, or, like, right after he stops. And, yeah. and like, he's he's down and in pain. Like, appropriately, she assaults him because he's assaulting someone else. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, he's definitely, like, and then at that point is when he, the, like, she starts laying into him, too. Mm-hmm. And she makes him, like, basically, like, kneel on the ground, uh, like, <laughs> for a long time. And, yeah. But he realizes what he did, what he did. Like he, yeah. he kind of had like a mental break, honestly. And and like, I don't know. We were talking about this before the podcast because like, he definitely like is having a mental break. But also, why was this scene necessary to like verify? So the verification is that L- Luca's text worked, and like this. But we didn't need the game to verify that it worked in this way. And, and there's other evidence before even this that was, like, something is different about Luca. Like, um, they're talking about cosplay, and Luca actually seems pretty into it as compared to before, where she was acting really shy. Uh, Mayuri called her with Chan immediately after the... Oh, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and she used Kun before. Or ta- was it... Yeah, yeah, you're Does right. Does Luca now. still use Boku? Yeah, she does. Okay. Which is kind of weird. I don't really get it, but... Yeah. Whatever. I Yeah, I, so the way I had put it before when we were talking about it a little before is I, I almost feel like maybe the writers felt they had painted themselves in a corner a bit here because it's like, well, we need to verify that the D-mail worked in that instance. So how do we do that? But, like, I, I do feel like you didn't. we didn't really have to do that. Like, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm willing to, like not have had that verified, you know what I mean? Or we were also saying there's like better there's other ways they could have done it, like taking a trope of like, oh, I accidentally walked in on them showering or something like that where you have like where it's not a purposeful thing or whatever, you know. They could he could have just believed it at face value, you know? And there's that too. Yeah, absolutely. Like he could have just been like Chan, like what? And then they yell at him enough that he's like, "Oh my god." It, it 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 happened, and that was it. You know, it's yeah, yeah. It's just the whole thing is wild. Yeah. The only thing is though, and I I, I tried to go back today and and watch more of it because I'm not sure if this is true. But does any of this happen before the second before Ferris changes to past? Mm. I think there is one scene with uh, Majority calling her with Chan before that. Okay. Oh, hmm. because I'm just wondering, you know, like if there's going to be some kind of like, you know, addition, like, oh, you thought it changed them, but it changed them, you know, that kind of thing. No, you might be on. Maybe you're onto something where it's not. It wasn't Luca's email that did it per se. Well, the only thing. But remember, immediately after 
Luca's very self-conscious about uh, Rintaro uh, looking at her chest. Like, immediately mm. afterwards, which is, like, his justification. Like, oh, flat chest can't be... Whatever. Like, he, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he does this dumb assumption and then moves on. But um, other than that, I don't... I don't I, like, I just... I was... I was it was tough to find it, so I'm just you know, just throwing it out. There. The so the only thing, yeah, no, I I, I kind of the only thing about that too is that when Luca, so Luca's email has to get sent to a pager because of the time period, which means that there's complication involved in getting it to a pager and getting the message transcoded. But like, it seems like Ferris's email is just straight to an email that we always that we know of, right? Unless you, you know what I mean, like right. so she. This seems like a, she seemed. I, I like your previous theory there because that seems like more of a straightforward email to her father, or whatever. That's like, don't get on this train or what have you. Yeah, you know. Well, and also thinking about it now, real quick, that, that would be way after Luca was born. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I yeah. can't figure out how because well, the other option would be somehow Ferris getting a message to her father way in the past, maybe even before her birth, because there was something I don't know what it could be stop smoking i don't know you know what i mean like yeah. uh, it's but it's the problem then is that her father wouldn't have had email back then no because ferris sent it to her father 10 years ago yeah it's pretty established because like oh it is oh i'm sorry okay never mind yeah okay um yeah um the, hmm. the now the only i don't know if we want to get into this too but like i don't i don't really get how the vegetable thing would that's a yeah little... that's that's what I was looking for because that seems so like out of place with everything else in here. Oh, Rintaro can't believe it either. Yeah, he even yeah yeah. Damn. Then he's like, oh, does this mean? Rintaro says like, oh, did we make a a discovery? Well, maybe. I mean, it's a it's a butterfly effect thing, right? Where I don't know. Well, is she pregnant when they she gets the email, or we not know? Do we not know? I think the implication is that she was pregnant at the time. No, yeah. I think they tried to send right? it to death before she got pregnant. Like nine months before Luca was born. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I see yeah, where yeah. you're going with this. Yeah, so, yeah, it, 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 I mean, it's butterfly effect, and they, I think he mentions that too, where any, ch well, any change, you know what I mean, could have done that. I don't know, you know. I think I know what you're what you're trying to say. So let's say that in the past, it's not it's not literally eating the vegetables. No, it, but it was changing the past in some slight way that, and I'm not a hundred percent on the biology here, so I don't know if it's like different sperm reaches the egg or something like that. But right, like let's say that Luca's Luca's mom looks down to read yeah. her pager, and because of that, she does it with her husband ten seconds later. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he can't come right away because the page comes in. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and Luca's not Luca's the second child, so they would have been planning, right? Like like they already had one kid, so like they were like family planning about it and then I thought yeah. I turned you to turn that pager off. <laughs> Eat veg for a healthy baby. Why are you reading that now? Like because well, wait a minute, what the hell does this mean? Who cares? Just put oh down! We're busy here. You, you never focus on anything, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Lucas. No, that's not his name. I don't know who Lance is. <laughs> Lance, <laughs> Lance oh is Lucas' actual dad. Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> change, so change she, that later. So she actually went out and it met the vegetable man who sold her all those vegetables. <laughs> but Lucas 
pistol looks exactly the same somehow. Yep. <laughs> Turns out they are brothers. I was. Oh my so, god. <laughs> the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing I was saying was we could still have a happy ending, kind of, where, like, Rintaro accepts Luca, you know, as female now, and then time changes back to where this didn't happen later in the game, and Rintaro realizes, well, she's really the same person all along, and I was wrong earlier. And it's like the car we took to get to that destination hit fucking everything on the way. And it's pretty much a wreck. But it got there, you know? <laughs> That's a good summary of how this game, I feel about Luca, how Luca is handled in this game as a whole. Well, and yeah, it like fits in with a lot of like trans uh, stories where it's just like, and nothing, nothing's different, like literally, and they show Luca being pretty much exactly the same. Right. I mean, I, well, let's not, you know, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't have jinxed it because we're not at the destination yet, so I don't know what Stein's Gate has still yet to pull. Yeah, that's I feel the like thing. every fucking chapter is like, maybe go ah, fuck, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be dreading the podcast this week. But. Like, every time the time changes, it's like, I, I'm waiting for, okay, wh what's gonna happen? We're gonna reach a point where somebody's just inside out or something. <laughs> Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> but so look at like the gravity of what we've changed, right? Like so they won the lottery, but not really. Um Moeka probably tried to steal the computer. Um and then uh Luca changed her genitals <laughs> that she was born with. And then Ferris might have saved her father from dying. <laughs> We're making some big changes. Yeah, we are. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm almost, I'm almost like hoping we get like someone turning into a, uh, to gel or something like that because the last that would be a lot more easier to handle. The last two podcasts we, we've had some collar pulling uh, moments that we've had to dance around. Just someone turning to gel that'd be a lot easier. Yeah, it honestly yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could go for some of that. Okay, so. We got another juicy tidbit here, which is that Rentaro goes outside after he's done being punished, and he he shows genuine remorse for what he did and everything, and he uh, talks to Suzuha, who is uh, working on her bike outside, and even though Akihabara is is now Electronic City, uh, the Brawn Tube Workshop is still, like, no one's there. No one cares about CRTs. Um, so Suzuha asks Rentaro to go ride with her on her bicycle and by ride with her she means for him to pedal and her to ride on the bicycle <laughs> <laughs> and he agrees and um suzuha and rintaro talk uh, they go while they're while they're ha hanging out and suzuha says she actually only arrived in tokyo 10 days ago uh to find and she is there to find her father and oh my god whose daughter is she Whose daughter is she? Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, Rintaro wants to help uh, help her, but of course he doesn't understand that she's a time traveler, despite how many hints that she's dropped. So um, he's like, well, where is he? Like, we'll send him a text in the past like to not not abandon his daughter. And she's like, oh, that's, that's really sweet. But obviously she's talking about her father, who is now a young man, who perhaps, who, who dies in the future, right? And so he hasn't died yet. In the currently in the current year, he will die in the future where Suzuha is from, and um, so uh, so he she's like thanks, but you can't help me, and I don't want to talk about it any you know in more detail. Um, 
And she says that, and then she gives us an explicit warning that uh, Rintaro should leave Chris out of our, out of his time machine plans. So she's warning us again about Chris and not to trust her. It's still not explained why, what the beef is with Chris. It never is. What's she going to do? Um, And Rintaro is so... He's such, he, he's such a nice boy all of a sudden. I mean, he just goes back and forth, right? Like, just between, like, he he genuinely cares so much. And, like, when he fucks up, he shows genuine remorse. But I wish that he didn't fuck up in the particular ways that he does. Um, but he is, like, he he really cares about her. Like, perhaps uncharacteristically so. Like, he comments on how much he cares about her, but he cares about everyone like that. He's just, like, just noticing it about her for some reason. And, um, maybe he knows her in the future, right? Like, maybe his older self knows her father in the future and knows who she is. I don't know. Maybe it's just, he. maybe he just has empathy. Yeah, or or it, the game is always, like, sending out these red herrings of romance. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's gonna have an intimate scene with like these, not intimate, but like, like, like this, this sort of emotional connection with each of these characters at some point. And then you're like, I don't know, which is there something going on here? And then there's- you, have to, you have to get that harem ending somehow. And if it's if it's beaten certain to do, you know, no. So, uh, so he is like, oh, well, tell me when you're gonna go meet your father, and tell me how it goes, and then come back to the lab. And we'll have, and, and he's like, oh, we're gonna throw a party. He gets back to the lab the next day and he's like, we're gonna throw a party for Suzuha, whether she, whether she makes it or not. She says that she, she knows where her father is going to be the next day and she's going to try to find him there. Uh, and if she can, she's going to, to leave Tokyo, right? I think that that's what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, she, she's gonna leave. Well, she's saying she's going to leave. She doesn't specify just Tokyo. It yeah. might be mm. leaving a much larger than the, yeah. Right, yeah, but she says leave Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, but 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 she she does say, say she does say she she has a lead and she knows where her father is going to be the next day, and she's going to try to find him there. And then when 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 tells her that even if even if she doesn't succeed, uh, come to the lab and we'll throw a party for you. So, uh, Rintaro wants to tail Suzuha and like see her re- reunite yeah! with her father. Oh, and um, Krisu is like no. Uh, like you're you're not going to ruin their emotional moment, and so she uh, is like, "Come shopping with me for food for the party," and uh, so we go shopping with her instead, so that we don't eavesdrop on the reunion like a jerk, and uh, we run into Daru, and he says that he is on his way to an offline meet, and you know I'm just saying that one. Suzuha has the same color hair as Daru. And two, Suzuha's mouth is a three, and so is Ferris's. <laughs> what? I you had I mean, I know what you part. mean. You but... lost me at the second part. <laughs> Where's she going with this? I'm saying that my working theory is that Suzuha is Daru and Ferris's daughter from the future. <laughs> Okay, but literally every woman in this in this uh, game has the the colon three mouth. Not not like that though. I don't <gasps> think so. I don't remember if Mayuri does it. Mayuri has one. Does she have a three mouth? Hmm. Oh my god! Wait a minute. Daru, <gasps> Daru is setting up time in the Large Hadron Collider, so he can go back in time and fix his meeting with Faris. 
so that they fall in love and have a baby who's Suzuha. Suzuha's pigtails, Ferris has pigtails. <laughs> I, it all checks out. Uh, none of it checks out. None of it yeah, checks out. Okay. Daru kind of has pigtails, too. <laughs> They're just coming out the side of his hat. <laughs> you're, you're all kind of ignoring the elephant in the room here, which is that Daru gets laid. I know! <laughs> no, but I, if you have a time machine... It's great. I mean, look, Groundhog Day, right? You know, like, he's able to, you know, he wins Jeopardy. Like, you got a lot of tries. I'm just saying. All right, but, um... I mean, they're only 19. He's got his whole life to grow up and eventually have sex with someone. Like, come on. The guy can't even rig a card game. You think he's going to rig that? I'm just, look... Who can uh, say? You, if you could... If you can reload quick saves in real life, I'm just saying you can, you know, you can work a lot out. I, I'm well, there's there's one there's one chance where he gets on that date and he's like, I know every faux pas I committed. If I can, if I can just, you know, <laughs> get the dialogue tree in just the right branch, you know. But love finds a way. So it is it is a, a Groundhog Day where it's just it goes through the iterations every dumbass thing he could possibly say that he gets to experience. Yeah, he's just gone through literally every woman he could possibly it's date. Take ten thousand years, but sure. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally Groundhog Day, right? Because isn't that what Bruce Will like? It's not Bruce Willis. Isn't that what breaks Bill Murray out of it? Yes. Like, where he no, has sex well, no, with the... No, 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 no. It isn't, it isn't succeeding. It's... Because, like, at one point, he, it, it's that he honestly falls in love instead of uh, manipulating. And it only took him 10,000 years. Got it. Okay. okay. God, slow beef. So, important. Um, so we yell at Daru. Uh, Charles like, don't go to your offline meet. Come with us. Come back to the apartment. Come back to the lab. And he's like, well, is Ferris going to be there? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, no. She, well, she in, in real the real thing that happened is she texted to say she couldn't make it because she was spending time with her dad, who she loves very much. And but uh, but uh, Rintaro lies and is like, yeah, she's going to be there, so the Daru will come hang out with them. He does the same thing he did before again. He doesn't technically lie, technically lie. He just right, doesn't yeah. tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't lie. He just doesn't tell the truth. And um. So they're all, but everybody else, all the other lab members, uh, Luca, Mayuri, and Chris are there, and Daru and Rintaro, and they set up this party, and, uh, after they, they, Luca, Mayuri, and Chris team up to be, to all be bad at cooking, um, and, uh, Suzuha, uh, texts, uh, Rintaro later and said, and she just says goodbye, I think. Um, so she didn't mm-hmm. find her father. She runs away. Uh, Rintaro goes to the train station and does find her there. And she runs away from him. And um, he's like, oh, I can solve this, though. Um, I'm not going to tr- I'm not going to listen to uh, Chris, uh, who told me to not like to not go there. Like, I'm going to text myself in the past and tell myself to not listen to her. Um, and it sort of lines up with Suzuha saying, like, oh, we shouldn't trust her. Um, and before that happened, but it's late night, so we can't send the text until tomorrow. And we, when we get back, uh, or the next day before we send the text, before Rintaro sends the text to himself in the past, Mayuri mm-hmm. texts Rintaro to say that the satellite in the Radicon building has disappeared. Which would imply that it is Suzuha's time machine. Yeah, I wrote that in like all caps in my notes. <laughs> yeah, this is actually some. This is something you can easily miss because 
the texts are from like last night. You don't get the the sound. You just have to notice that you have new texts mm-hmm. and look at them mm-hmm. in the short period of time that you can. Yeah, but, yeah. He gets two messages from from Mayuri and from uh, Daru saying that the news said that the um, the satellite disappeared. So the 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 time machine disappears, and so does Suzuha. So it was her. Oh, it 100% was her. Like, it's so yeah. obvious. And I, like, and I like how the game kind of low-keys it with just the emails, and you're like, oh, oh did, did, did she took the time machine back? And she clearly, I bet she she fucked it up and crashed into the building because she wasn't supposed to steal it, right? Like, she, I mean, like, yeah, she just selfishly absolutely. wanted to go back to talk to her dad in the past. Oh, see, I thought it was, like, sort of like how the, um... It was a gravity effect thing, like how uh, the microwave falls through the floor. See, I, w- I was figuring that too, or or how the jelly men like kind of are embedded in walls and stuff, where it's just so inexact trying to land the time machine. Maybe like yeah. you can only kind. Of- oh, or yeah. maybe they realized that they needed some kind of field which they could reproduce within the time machine. But when they were just transporting bodies, bodies would get stuck in walls. But if you used a machine, it creates whatever feel they need to to protect you within their little thing so the machine gets stuck in the wall but not the body or both because the first time we see the satellite it lands on the roof and it crashes a bit you know but it didn't get embedded in the wall but the second time after chris is alive chris is alive again that's where it's like embedded in the top floor either way the point the point is you need you need some you need you can't just be going through time by yourself naked that's ridiculous (laughs) First, we built a time machine. It sunk into the swamp. Then the second time machine. Oh my machine. god. <laughs> well, it's like, teleport that guy into the past. He turned into jelly. Put him in a box. Hey! You know? Wow, it worked. <laughs> We're CERN. <laughs> uh, science, baby. <gasps> then people, like, cheers a bunch we, of... We camping. only killed 17 people <laughs> before we realized we need a box. Hundreds of people. It's like, I can't believe we didn't... I can't believe we didn't listen to Jimmy, who had the dumb box idea. We were like, Jimmy, let's do- you can't just put him in a box, and then what do you know? <laughs> Alright, now where's the time machine? What do you mean Suzuha stole it? Yeah, it's gone. Uh, so, Jerks. Rintaro texts himself in the past and not listen to Chris. And the world line changes again. It changes down to .33. Changes a lot. And Suzuha is here, in this world line. She has not left. And, uh, of course, we don't remember the party because we remember, uh, the other world line. So Rintaro mm-hmm. goes and, and interrogates her about what happened yesterday. And she said that she did get to see her father yesterday. And, and it was, uh, at that meetup that Daru was going to the time machine offline meet, right? Oh, no. She, she said that she didn't meet him. Oh, she said that she didn't meet him? She didn't see, yeah. find her father, but Trintaro was there too, so so she didn't run away. Ah, okay. Oh, cause she, okay, so he was there. Okay, okay. So he went and tailed her, still, and talked to her. Yeah, she says that, um, she, like, Rintaro, Daru, and Kurisu, like, found her way before she, she had a chance to uh, run away. N- not, not Kurisu, it's, it's, um... Mayuri. Uh, D- Daru Mayuri, yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're like, no, just come to the lab. Come on, let's just just go over here. We're gonna. It, for, she bought in, and they took her there. And then they they all partied all night. And she also says that she's going to stay stay in Tokyo for a few more days. She didn't plan to, but she enjoyed herself so much. She's going to stay. And she's inducted as Lab Mem 008. And 
Uh, she thinks that, that Rintaro doesn't remember what happened last night because he was drinking. So she uh, tells him stuff, and she says that her father is John Titer. Oh my god. Wait. No, no. she says her father's Titer. Titer. Barrel Titer. Barrel Titer. And she says the John Titer on At Channel is not her dad because it's not. And she says, well, he didn't go by. He didn't go by John Titer. He went by Barrel Titer, yeah, which is. And you might think, oh, what do you mean, Barrel like like Queen Barrel or Barrel? No, like Barrel like Donkey Kong Barrel. Barrel like B A R R E L Titer. Yep. Which is. It's very Blickwinkle. Ooh, it's very Blickwinkle. Ooh, we're getting a little, we're getting a little Blickwinkly in here, folks. Yep. Barrel Titer is a shitty code name. It really is. It's really bad. Be- because, like, my first instinct was Barrel Titer is the, the like, like Niagara Falls. Like, oh, they, we just sent this guy in a barrel over the falls and surprise, he survived. <laughs> barrel Titer's the worst Mega Man X villain. <laughs> but also John and then Barrel. Like, what? What was the what was the code name meeting like? Well, maybe he used his first name at, at first, and then someone had to tell him. It was like, dude, you can't use your first name. Make up something else. Okay, fine, Barrel. And then he looked in the corner of the room and was like, <laughs> Barrel Tighter? There was another guy named John in the room. It's the same, no, it's the same thing, right? It's, it's, it's they're the same person, but when the time travels back, it's like, well, everyone's going to know if I call myself Barrel, that that's not a 2008 name. But in 2034, everyone's naming their kids Barrel. <laughs> The new fad. My brother Crate goes by Dave Titor in the past. His barrels are that popular. Everyone's into mm-hmm. barrels now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Barrel Titor. Yeah. Whatever. End chapter. I'm I'm with you already. Yes. So we'll apparently find out more about Barrel Titor next time. That was it. Barrel Titor is the end of the episode. Who the fuck is Barrel Titor? You know, Barrel Titor could be Daru. Because Daru's kind of shaped like a barrel. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad now. That was a fat joke. You, you, you guys want to just keep bringing this back to Daru? Like I'm satisfied to just leave him where he is. I'm conflicted because, well, well I won't say anything. Okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, nope. Next time. Let's let's what just say I think I think English readers are missing a clue here. Because they uh, didn't really translate it in a way that leaves the clue in. Wait, is it, is it going to involve a, like a giant ape throwing t- John Titer somewhere? <laughs> Titer Kong. Yeah, ti- in Japanese, Titer is actually Kong. So. <laughs> Let me ask it, is it, is it, um, I guess without getting too relevant, but is it like... Is it kind of like one of those um, continent change things, like V to B, where it would have been like Varul, Varuta? No, not, not really. I think, Slob, if you, you in particular, you can probably figure it out if you try hard enough. But um, I, I won't say so. But I'm too lazy. <laughs> hey, dumbass, figure it out. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you know something about Japanese, so. Oh, okay. But I, um, I've been... Ch- oh, okay. No. All right, so... Um, like a kanji right. thing. I I don't know. I think I know. I I I I think I'm on the. I don't know. I'd have to think more about it. I would just say that that he's if if he's named Baron in Japanese too, like Bareru, which yeah. is how you, oh he is yeah, which is how you you like Bareru. spell Baron in katakana in right Bareru.
All right, I can I think about it. Um, all right, I yeah, I'm. A, um, do is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Next time oh, reading. Yeah. Oh yeah, where are we going until next time? Yeah, so next time I don't think it's a good idea to split chapter um, five into two. Uh, it's about the same length as chapter two, if you remember that. So not particularly short, but not way too long. And I think we should read read all of it all of it for next time. Sure. All right then. All of chapter five. And um, content warning: this is the chapter that has a not safe for work image in it. Um, so be careful about that. Um, you you will see it coming, so it doesn't it it, it is it won't it won't be surprising you out of nowhere. But can I? Yeah, I will just say too. Um, you know, I'm because I, I do this. I read this on the bus sometimes, so I, I was waiting for that. Also, this game does tend to zoom in on characters' crotches quite a bit. I'll just say that. You know, <laughs> there's a couple times where I'm like, I'll just read that in the backlog and lower my monitor and hit enter a few times, but that's okay. All right. Anyhow, do a battery roll for yeah. next time. But anyway, so so this is a real non-safe for work image, like nudity, um, uh-huh. and it happens in in like the first the, the first um, half of the chapter, like fairly early. Okay. All right then, I'll be sh- I'll be sure to read that and look at it at home. For all the rest of you reading this game on the bus, <laughs> or at work, where they apparently let you le- read visual novels as long as they're safe. I mean, I work from home, so I can look at as much porn as I want while I'm working, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Visual Novel Book Club does not endorse porn at the workplace. (laughs) Oh, no, no, hold on. There's a guy I used to work with who apparently would... Never mind, anyway. So we want to stop recording now? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, El Saicon Group. El Saicon Group. El Saicon Group.